Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' regular season finale against the Broncos and preview the playoff picture starting with Sunday night's game against the Steelers. But first, Joe, thanks for finding the time to uh, record this pod. I mean, you've been pretty swamped just responding to all these new Twitter followers you got. Oh, my God, Jeff. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I, you know, hashtag Chiefs Kingdom uh was my friend this weekend i threw something out there to chiefs kingdom about this follow train that they were starting on twitter and bam you know next thing you know i was getting all these great comments and great stories about the 90s chiefs with all these twitter followers and it was so much fun to interact that way eric stone street jumped in the fray uh, and was responding back not just to me, but also to some some fans who were talking about that picture of Eric Stone Street that is uh, out there where uh, I had scored that touchdown against the 49ers, and there he was, you know, in his uh, green polo shirt and black <laughs> Chiefs hat. And someone asked him, they were like, Mr. Stone Street, like, why the green shirt? And he wrote back to the fan. He wrote back to the Twitter follower. He wrote back fashion like he was interacting it was great it was so much fun people someone jeff actually wrote uh to me via twitter that in 1992 they had taken their wife to their first their wife wife to their first chiefs game in new york when we played the jets and it was a game that i had started at right tackle in that game and and the the, the guy who wrote wrote to me in twitter had sat next to my dad like wow. what are the odds That's and he cool. was talking about he was like, oh, man, your dad was so humble and nice and friendly. And I was like, oh, my God, your tweet just made my day. You know, awesome. we, lost, you know we, we, we lost my dad like 17 years ago. And just to hear somebody talk about my dad mm-hmm. that way, you know, because he was such a Chiefs fan and he was such a football fan. Like, it just was so cool. I, I, it was so much fun. And I can't wait to keep that going with all the Chiefs Kingdom listeners uh, that will tune in and listen to our pod and, and give them shouts out. I, I offered up the opportunity, hey, listen, if you have any questions or thoughts you want to talk about, just send a tweet to me and Jeff and, and let us know what you want us to talk about. What questions do you have? So hopefully it's going to open up our, our, uh, our pod a little bit. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Absolutely. For all those new listeners and new followers, just as Joe said, uh, feel free to, to reach out to Joe on social media, any questions, any comments, uh, and, we'll, and we'll get to them. Uh, now on to the uh, play of the Chiefs. Uh, Joe, so 28-24, last game of the regular season, the Chiefs defeat the Broncos, 13th straight time. So is this a, re- a reason for hope or a reason for mope? Because the, the defense <laughs> – yeah, we're bringing this back. So the defense um, – you know, I, I don't know if they're regressing a little bit these, these last two weeks. They really struggled versus the, the run, allowing 191 uh, rushing yards to, you know, a Broncos team that wasn't that great with, with Drew Locke. But at the same – now that's the negative. The, the positives, if they gutted out a win um, a t- against a team that does have a good defense, is, it is a tough place to play in Denver. And they, the Chiefs did with basically – without their two starting running backs, basically. And Tyreek Hill, who was very limited, um, you know, only played um, 
you know, just over, I know he played like seven of the first 33 snaps, not that much after that. Joe, what's your, uh, what's your, what's your take? I, you know, Jeff, I'm going to be the eternal optimist and say that this is a, this is a reason to hope. And I love this little segment, by the way. It's fantastic. <laughs> reason, to, reason to mope. And, and look, well, you know, obviously there are some things to mope about, right? Uh, to be honest, you know, let's be honest. You know, you know us. We're, we're very objective Chiefs fans, right? We, we, want to, we want the truth to be spoken about where the team's going and, you know, what, what are the things that fans should look at for uh, the Chiefs to improve upon. And look, let's, let's look at the hope. I was actually very excited about the way the the Chiefs offense was extremely balanced and spread out. You know, mm-hmm. think about it. They didn't have Clyde, right? So they don't have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Frank Gore, uh, or Derek Gore, Frank Gore, my God, I pulled that one out of my hat from the 49ers days. But Derek Gore, you know, you and I were tweeting during the game. I love his patience. Mm-hmm. I'm watching him run, and he's like, he's like a lineman's dream um, as a running back because – when you're double teaming and you're doing zone blocking the way that, you know, 90% of the NFL blocking schemes are now in the run game where you're zone blocking with, the, with your buddy next to you, he really takes his time to let those blocks set up. And I was really excited to see that. Uh, you know, I was excited to see, and, and they weren't, you know, he didn't have, a, he didn't have a long run. Like he didn't bust out like his 30 yards. He earned every ounce mm-hmm. of them. And I thought, I thought it was a real good sign that when Clyde is back, between Daryl Williams, Derek Gore, and Jarek McKinnon, we've got a solid run game now. I really do believe it. The way the offensive line is playing, um, and I got to give a shout out to Nick Allegretti too, number seventy-three. That was what I don't mean to backtrack on our on our comments about Twitter, but so so Nick and I were actually going back and forth on Twitter, which was so much fun because um, someone had written in one of their tweets, you know, seventy-three is my favorite number, and I wrote. And Nick Allegretti's got to have something to say about that. And Nick <laughs> Allegretti liked the tweet, and we started awesome. going back and forth. So, so it was fun. So, speaking of the line, I love what the line is doing right now. Um, they are, they are top shelf. I mean, they are. They're. I'm so excited. So, reasons to hope. The spread out running game, and when I say spread out, the number of backs that they're giving the ball to, and and what they can do with each of those backs, and and Tyreek is healthy and what they do with McCole and, and Byron and other Travis to a certain degree becomes like an extended running back sometimes mm-hmm. when they do the, start doing the tight end screen game. I mean, that's fantastic. Then you look at the way they spread out the passing game, right? McCole Hardman, 103 yard day, you know, I mean, without having Tyreek, if, if you can get 159 yards out of Byron and, and McCole with limited, you know, snaps and, and targets for Kelsey and Hill, God, you're just setting yourself up for success. So, number one, I think the offense is in great shape, and I, I'm really excited. So there's my main reason to hope. You know, is there a little bit to mope about defensively? You know, look, I'm not sure if going into this game, you know, Coach Spagnuolo is going to pull out all the stops. And I know coaches, are they want to win games. But, Jeff, you know, fans need to understand that there are certain things that coaches like to hold back. You know, and I think you, you want to hold back a certain amount of looks, especially knowing that it was going to take a little bit of a miracle, which almost happened, by the way. <laughs> it was going to take a little bit of a miracle for the Titans to lose to the Texans, which mm-hmm. it almost, it almost, it was, I was thinking about it at par, during parts of that game. So, you know, could I mope a lot about the defense? Yeah, but I'm not going to because I think Coach Bagnola has to hold some things back. 
right? And he's he can't show everything going into the playoffs because you're this you're on the precipice of you know where the season really culminates. So what they did in the turnover area, you know, um, Nick Bolton's you know obviously big play there. Um, you know that was uh, you know it was fantastic. Melvin Ingram's just fantastic stick. Like I think there's there's a lot to be a lot to be happy about um, defensively. Um, and there's, there's a little bit to mope about, but let's not, let's hold off on the moping till we see what they do against the Steelers when it really counts. Yeah. The, the offense is really, I think where, where the hope was, you know, Mahomes avoiding turnovers. And like you said, it's kind of neat now with these running backs, hopefully Edwards, Hilaire is, is, is uh, going to be healthy, but each guy gives them a little bit different. You know, Daryl Williams is kind of Mr. Versatility. He can do it all. Um, McKinnon showed something in the passing game there. He showed kind of a little bit of a wiggle that maybe the other guys mm-hmm. uh, don't have. You mentioned Gore as kind of a, a patient runner. And then it was very encouraging um, to, to see uh, McCall Hardman play so well. He, he has been a little – I think most people thought he would be – he would replace Watkins and be that number three receiver. And he's had a little bit of a disappointing year. Um, his first 100-yard game is – Pringle really kind of, uh, you know, elevated over Hardman is kind of that that number three guy and when we see number three we mean behind Kelsey and Hill so um yeah totally well Joe we're gonna dig deep into the Steelers matchup but first bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 New Year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Joe, I was curious for your to kind of the player's perspective on what you think of this playoff rematch against the Steelers Sunday night. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the Chiefs just thoroughly dominated the Steelers 36 to 10. Wasn't a contest, but wasn't that long ago. So do you see this as an advantage for the Chiefs? Because, you know, maybe the Steelers are wondering, geez, can we even compete with these guys? Or does it more benefit the Steelers because they're going to come out kind of pissed after that and they, they have – the Chiefs really can look at the tape. There's not much you, you want to change, you know. The Steelers can really look at the tape. They're a good coaching staff and go through and, like, we've got to fix this, we've got to fix this. Yeah, that's, that's what – I think that's what scares me the most about the Steelers. It, it's not so much that they're – they have this big play uh, sort of, uh, you know, big capabilities, we'll call it, right? I, I think Najee Harris can, can, can get some things done on the ground. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, look, I, Ben Roethlisberger, whether you're uh, just being a football fan, you just got to love the grittiness of the guy, right? He's like a lineman's quarterback, right? Like he's the kind of quarterback lineman love to have. Cause he's so tough and he's, he's, he's playing with heart and, you know, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season in 15 years. So there's something to be said for this whole combination and aura around the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, like I said, they don't really have the talent to keep up with the Chiefs. Their 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 main 
edge that they're going to try to take advantage of. And, and not that the, the Chiefs don't have a great coaching staff, but they're going to try to take advantage of the coaching. They're going to go back and look at that game and figure out, we got one shot. How do we put an entire week's worth into the next 60 minutes? Because when you, when you start preparing for the playoffs, Jeff, from a player's perspective, it's it. Like, this is it. It's one and done. You have to put every minute of this, of this week, literally, I'm sure these coaches, both sides of the fence, are going to be working 20 hours a day. And, and they're going to be in the office at 6 a.m. And they're going to be leaving at, you know, 2 in the morning. And, and I'm telling you, that's the kind of preparation that coaches have to, you know, put into the playoffs. Players obviously need to have their bodies in shape. They're not going to be putting in the same time. But the coaches need to do that. And that's like the one thing that's going to be the wild card. Um, the other thing I'm thinking about is special teams. Like you and I were tweeting back and forth, uh, texting back and forth during the game. I mean, special teams was, was rough for, for us against the Broncos. And we can't afford to let something happen in the special teams game that causes us to backslide on all the positives that the offense and the defense are, are putting together. Like we'll give, I'll give Harrison Buckner, you know, kind of a, a pass on the field. And, and I think one of the things that, you know, was concerning me was the, um, you know, the fact that he, you know, slipped on, on the field, but th that's field conditions. I, he hasn't had that problem. He's not, he's never had that problem at Arrowhead. I don't, I don't see that being, being an issue. Um, but you know, the, the roughing the punter, like certain things like that, the, 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 uh, the holding call on the return the week before, like we can't let special teams be our demise. Special teams has to be what wins games and makes your offense and defense shine, not something where you're shining a spotlight on it and it can cause you pause. So to me, it's going to come down to coaching and special teams. Yeah, that, that's why I think this is going to be a game that, you know, I, I don't see it being – I think the Chiefs are much more talented than the Steelers right now. Steelers, of course, one of their biggest weaknesses, 32nd in the run – their defense 32nd versus the run. I, I see this being a, a competitive game, though. I, I think it's going to be like a 10-point margin, 7-point margin. I'd be shocked if the Steelers win. I'd also be shocked if, if they blow out. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It, it, competitive is probably the best word. I love that word. It, it is going to be competitive. It's the playoffs. You want it to be competitive. This is what uh, you know fans live for, the playoffs, right? I mean, this is where it all counts for one game. So – I think what, what you're going to expect, what you could expect to see from, from the Steelers is they're going to pull out all the stops because they have nothing to lose, right? Um, they literally, you know, they're here, I think at one point, and not even like early in the season, like very, very late in the season with like a week or two left. I remember seeing on ESPN that they were giving the Steelers like an 8% chance of making it to the playoffs. So they're here for a reason, right? Things happened. Things developed. Um, they almost didn't make it because the Chargers and the Raiders almost, they were, what, three seconds from tying and both getting into the playoffs and keeping the Steelers, which is totally bizarre, right, that the Steelers yeah, could, have, yeah. could have been, at, you know, we could have been playing, you know, probably the Chargers uh, had, uh, you know, had, had they tied and the Steelers would have been ousted, which would have been so bizarre. To end the to end the season, but you know what? It's been it's been a bizarre two years, right? With COVID and <laughs> protocols and all this stuff. So, who who would have expected anything different? Um, so anyway, Jeff. Long story long. I, I I think I think you're right. It is going to be competitive, and it's going to come down to what stops the Steelers are going to pull on this team, and what you know trickery 
they can do to take advantage of something that the Chiefs may miss. You know, whether it's a, a fake punt, a fake kick, an onside kick, uh, something, you know, a trick play, something that they're going to look at this and be like, their fan base, you know, if, if they lose because they tried something new, the fan base in Pittsburgh is not going to be mad. You know, they're going to mm-hmm. be just happy they were there and they tried. Because you're, I, I totally agree with you that the Chiefs team is way more talented. Um, and they've got, you know, an edge in so many areas. You just don't want it to be something bizarre that causes it. I, I think, you know, if I'm the Chiefs, I think early on, I think Eric Bieniemy and Andy should take advantage of the run game. I think they should try to pound the ball a little bit. Really yeah, wear the Steelers. second run, uh, run. I mean, worse in the league right now, the Steelers. So just wear them down. It, 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 what it does is, you know, run running the ball mitigates players like TJ Watt, right? I mean, Derek was Derek Thomas going back to, you know, to the old days here in the nineties. Um, Derek was good against the run. Don't get me wrong. The dude was stout. I mean, he, he could play the run, but it wasn't his strength. And that's how, you know, that's how teams mitigated Derek and Neil. Um, on the, as those edge rushers, you know, they tried to run the ball. And, and so it's a way that you can mitigate some of the things that could go wrong in the passing game is if you can establish the run game early, it gives you, it'll give Eric and Andy a lot of options if they can establish that, that sort of um, diversified run game early. So that's what I'm looking for out of the chiefs to see if they can establish time of possession and run early. And Joe, great point. Cause that's one of the things the chiefs are a more talented team and really in, the, in several areas than the Steelers, the, the pass rush is one, and, and that's no you know, discredit to a Chiefs offensive line that has, has really come around, but the pass rush is one area the Steelers, I mean, Watt is tied for the all-time lead for single-season sacks, and they have other guys, Hayward, Allie, Highsmith. I mean, they have guys there that could, that could cause problems. Sure. Yeah, and if and if you're running it, if you're running it at them, it tell me the, I'm telling you the best thing is an offensive from an offensive lineman's perspective. The best thing to slow down a pass rush is to have a great running game. Number one, because you know then you can you know if you start to establish the run game, then it goes to play action, right? And you go you go to the three step drop and the quick release stuff, and that mitigates it even further. So, you know, we used to do that to Howie Long all the time. You know, Howie was an unbelievable pass rusher, and the way that we sort of stopped him is by play action and running the ball because he, he would, you have to slow down your pass rush. Um, otherwise, if you're not disciplined in the run game as a pass rusher, uh, you know, then you, you just, teams will keep running on you. And then it just, it just slows you down and doesn't allow you to, you know, the defensive lineman to pin their ears back and get after it. So I, I, I'm, I'm looking for that. I, w- I would hope it in the first quarter, you know, it might not be exciting to the fans if the Chiefs come out of this, you know, only ahead by seven in the first quarter, maybe it's seven, nothing or 10 to three or something like that after the first quarter. I think if, if the Chiefs establish a run game, I think the fans should be really happy about that in the first, in the first quarter or even the first half. If it's like, you know, 14 to three or something at the end of the half, like where it's just pounded. Be, be patient, fans, because I think that's the way the Chiefs will, will get by this team easily if they just establish the run. You, you mentioned, like, if the Chiefs are, are up 7 nothing, 14-3. I think that'll be interesting to see. The, sort of the formula for the Chiefs is they come out like gangbusters. They really punch that team in the throw, both on offense and defense, and then they kind of let them hang around. I think what, what happened the first time, first go-round with the Steelers is they punched them, and they, they had a couple big punches in – the Steelers were kind of staggered. You know, they were kind of knocked to the mat, and they didn't. They, they, as you mentioned, in the fourth, they showed 
you know, some signs of life, but they were too far behind. So it'll be interesting to see if they, uh, how that works, if uh, that, that trend works. Joe, you've had a lot of instances, you know, uh, from your playing career where you had like this, where you, you guys, the Chiefs destroyed a team, and then you come back not that um, long after and have that rematch. And, you know, any, any kind of personal reflections on that and, how, and what these two teams might be thinking? Yeah, what happened in, in, you know, in 1991, right? We played the Raiders on the last game of the season, and then we played them again in the playoffs a week later. Uh, it's tough. You know, we, we, you know, it's tough. We won that game, but it's, it's tough to beat somebody twice in this league, you know, and that's why the division games are so much fun, right? Um, because it's just, it's just odds, whatever you want to call it, you know, coaching, film study, odds, pure odds. Like it's hard to beat somebody twice. It's like flipping a coin, you know, so many times in a row and calling heads or tails. Um, it's just, it's just statistically difficult to do that. Um, because teams get to know you and they, they watch the film, they see where your weaknesses are. And it's a lot different to play a team, trust me, than it is to watch on film. It, It is to have the advantage of playing a team and then watching the film and then playing them again is so much better. Now that works for the Chiefs too. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's not forget that the Chiefs won that game 36 to 10. And if they're doing their thing and they're watching what they did well against the Steelers in that game and where they were able to identify weaknesses in the Steelers defense and vice versa, where they were, you know, where Coach Spaggs was able to identify weaknesses in their offense, there's nothing that says this game can't be 41 to 14 either you know what I mean because the chief let's give the Chiefs some credit on the other side like we're giving the Steelers a lot of credit right their coaching staff a lot of credit for being able to watch this film and see where they could where they could like where they could shorten that margin or 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 decrease that margin of victory from 36 10 to, to something a little more palatable and manageable but let's not forget the Chiefs also won that game handily and maybe maybe they're going to be looking at it the same in the same lens to heck of a coaching staff and then you know who knows this game might end up being you know like I said 41 to 14 I don't think it's going to be because it's it's playoffs so I, I think I think you're going to see margins of victory start to to ratchet mm-hmm. down a little bit but you know let's give the Chiefs coaching staff some credit too that it could go that way as well I don't think there's a high percentage of that um but I think, you know, I think this game's going to be, you know, I think the Chiefs will score, you know, at least 28, maybe 31 points. And, you know, it'll be probably, you know, in my eyes, a, you know, a 31 to 17 or like a 31 to 20 type game, right? Where, you know, um, the Chiefs are going to, you know, control the game, um, but the Steelers are going to hang with them because they're the Steelers and it's the playoffs and they've got Mike Tomlin. That that's kind of how I see it too. Kind of a a thirty one twenty, maybe a maybe even a, a twenty eight twenty, something like that. Because I also don't know. I, I don't think the Steelers are really capable of necessarily scoring in the thirties, which is you know a, a big. Yeah. That's that's a one reason we really like uh, the the Chiefs in this game. Also, very curious uh, to see Melvin Ingram was kind of the player of the game uh, against the Broncos. He obviously forced that huge fumble that turned the game around. He had another tackle for loss against his former teammate and his friend, uh, Melvin Gordon, both played on the Chargers together, which brings me to the Chargers and kind of the macro look. Joe, the fact that the Chargers and Colts didn't make the playoffs. Those were two of the teams, the Colts with the run a game, the Chargers with Justin Herbert. That actually scared me that I thought that the Chiefs could lose to. Who do you see just macro look at the playoff field as the, as the threats in the AFC to the Chiefs? 
Well, I think, I mean, you know, when, when you start to look at, um, you know, at, at, at who's going to be, play, let's, let's talk about who's going to be playing this week. Let's, let's, let's take, um, you know, let, let's take the buy, the bye week stuff, you know, out of the, you know, out of, out of the, out of the picture here. And, and I think, um, you know, when, when I, when I look at the Titans, I, I, I'm actually, I'm not even as concerned about them, believe it or not. I, unless Derrick Henry comes back and he comes back strong, you know, I think that could be, you know, that could be quite a, uh, you know, quite a matchup. Um, you know, I hate I, the bills. I mean, they, they just, they seem to have had our number in that game. Um, you know, you just, you just never know with them. They've, they've been on such an up and down roller coaster. Yeah. I am not concerned about the Raiders, you know, the Bengals, right. That was a heck of a game. Um, you know, the, maybe that's the team that could be, or should be scaring us a little bit. Um, a Belichick coach Patriots team is always going to do some things in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a really exciting field in the, in the AFC. I'm, I'm actually a lot more excited about the AFC uh, and watching these games unfold than I am more in the NFC. Um, I think there's going to be, I think it's going to come down to just a couple of teams there, but I think there's so much more parity in the AFC this year. And, um, you know, I know that's a soft answer and I kind of tap danced around it, Jeff. It's just, <laughs> you know, I just, cause we have history with, with most of the teams, right? I mean, number one, we got to get past the Steelers so we can't look past them. But, you know, after that, you know, I mean, Got to, it could be it could be any of those teams because we've played them all and they've all played us tough, and and you know I don't we don't know as much about the Patriots probably as as we could or should, um, you know but we've lost to the Bills and the Bengals and that's not you know that should cause us pause right that 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 we've suffered losses to those teams so um, you know I think it's it's just get past this this one and and see how it shakes out. The, the Bengals uh, would be interesting. They're, they're a scary team with all the firepower, but kind of like how we're saying that the Steelers will be a, a tougher matchup than I think some, some fans might think just because it's so difficult to beat a team twice in such a short span. I think that work, work against the Bengals and the fact that uh, the Bengals, you know, they needed the benefit of some, maybe some questionable calls and, and it still came down to a last second field goal um, when they were at home. You know, I, I see the, the Bengals, I think that matchup uh, would definitely favor Chiefs, but it should be fun. Uh, very glad the Chargers uh, are not in it. I think that would have been a tough well, – and seeing that crazy game, um, I, don't lo- I don't love the 17-game season for – it's so weird to see these teams, you know, 10 and 7, and it just having these odd numbers like his, his – you know, before 8 and 8 used to be, well, you know, that's a 500 season. But 8 and 9, what, what I mean, is that um, – <laughs> But that's week 17 made for such an exciting game. And Joe, the Chargers Chiefs, this is uh, Justin Herbert was down to his last possession seven times, you know, so like a fourth and 10 or whatever, fourth and seven, and succeeded seven times. He's like Mahomes, that they're never out of a game. And I think that's why these Chargers with Chiefs games are so fun that they're, and I look forward uh, to those in the future. I, sorry, I, I got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but. Had that that game was so crazy, uh, and it made me think of the Chiefs Chargers uh, games in the future. Oh yeah, I mean the whole AFC West fans should be really excited about it. It's bringing back, you know, it's make it's hearkening me back to the to the AFC West days. You know, obviously minus the Seahawks for me, um, back in you know in my era. But 
you know, it's just, it's bringing it all back. I mean, it's just, it's such a really awesome division now. I think you've got, obviously the Chiefs have been fortunate enough to dominate it and, um, and that's good for us. But I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, look at the season that Vegas has, right? I mean, the Raiders, I call them, I can't really call them Vegas, right? The Raiders, <laughs> but like, it's so odd to say that, but you know, I mean, with all the strife and the controversy and the just the stuff that they went through and they end up the fifth seed and they beat the, the Chargers in a heart-filled game I, like I that. Written, you know, I had written them off. I'm like, there's no way. And then they won three in a row or whatever at the end of the season. Me too, Jeff. And I, I think, you know, who doesn't want that, right? I mean, even to a certain degree, look at the fight the Broncos put up in this last, you know, now obviously they're going to have some rebuilding to do, right? They're you know, they, they fired, I think they fired Vic Fangio before he even made it back to the locker room. I don't even know if they gave him his stuff. Because yeah. I think the poor guy, I mean, Bill, week 17, no, no, you know, there was no quit in their fight. And they gave the Chiefs everything they could muster with nothing to play for except pride. And so that should send a signal to Chiefs fans that this division is the place to be. And, and I think between the Broncos the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. We have one heck of a division that fans should be really excited about each week going to the stadium and seeing what team, you know, shows up and which one comes into Arrowhead. And, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. More than any division, um, as an objective football fan, I'm way more excited about the AFC West. And that's just because we cover the Chiefs, and I'm a Chief for life, but I just, I just, I was totally objective. It's the division that I really appreciate the most and have my eyes on going forward. Great, great insight, Joe, on the on the division as a whole. And so, really, in the conference, you made a good. You also said, "Well, I agree that there's just so much parity in the AFC." Uh, so there's there's not like one team you're like, "Oh man, I hope we don't face them," or "Geez, that could be a tougher matchup." Buffalo's got a good future. As much as they struggled this year, they had their ups and downs. I mean, they still finished eleven and six. Josh Allen's definitely QB for the future. Um, that that is a team that kind of you know. I, I I like would like the Chiefs in that matchup, but that that would be a that'd be a that'd be a I think a, a, a scary opponent potentially for the Chiefs this this year in the in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. You know, the AFC South. Yeah, you know, I mean, Indianapolis just they just they just they. I mean, I hate to say this. I hate to use a term so blunt, but they just choked. Yeah. And and you know, Tennessee. You know, as long as Tannehill and and Henry can keep things going, I think we'll. We'll see them dominate the South. I think Mike Vrabel, I heard something on, on television about, you know, how there's, if there's any team in the NFL that mirrors its coach, it's Tennessee. And they do. He's a tough dude, man. Chiefs know him, right? Chiefs fans know him. He was, he was with us, and, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a really, really good coach, and he's a, he was a great player, and he's tough. And I think Tennessee's going to be around for a while. And then we obviously we, – we talked about the AFC West, AFC West a lot. So really, you know, the AFC West, when you talk about the AFC – it's where it's at. And that's got to give Chiefs fans really a lot of excitement going forward and how things are going to continue to play out for this team because everybody's chasing Kansas City. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.